If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mi papá immigrated from La Ejeza, que es Medellín, Colombia, to Miami, Florida, all with one goal, para echar adelante la familia. And with that same spirit, I started the Que Hola podcast. It's all about sharing the journey creatives from the 305 and beyond have traveled, the W's, the L's, pitfalls, and lessons, all with a focus on first and second generation Latinos, pero para todos los creatives. Entonces, parce, Que Hola contigo. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you stream your podcast. I'm your host, D-Fig. Oh, also, we're on YouTube. Listo. Hey, everyone. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. had some great guests you know we love all our guests but every once in a while there's a guest that we love a little more and this is one of those instances now he's a repeat guest one of one of our few repeat guests but even more than that he's somebody we've known since way back when in the days of southwest high we have with us today alex segura jr i'm gonna go with jr because that's how you're credited on on your on your novels and <laughs> dude thank you so much for joining us again uh, oh thanks for having me it's so cool to be here virtually but here yeah well listen i can see you and that's that's all that matters yes. that's all it's that been matters. too long so i'm just gonna jump right in and i'm gonna say you know we, we love we always love when local local boys local girls make good with you that's an extra there's an extra level to it because you know we love you <laughs> 
Uh, we love I love you guys too. There's so I, I get so proud. Like literally, when I walked into Books and Books a couple of weeks back, and they they had your latest novel, which is like what your fifth or sixth novel at this point. My seventh. Seventh. Okay, so it's crazy. Behind. Um, <laughs> Secret Identity. They had it in the window. They had a little display. It was in the, in the you know in the book oh, the book man. grid, and there was a certain sense of like pride when I saw it in you because number one, it's not easy to write a novel, much less seven. Yeah. And then it's like, dude, I I know this guy. You know, it, that's so cool. It, I wish I could be there to see that and to see you guys, of course. But yeah, that's it's a thrill. I mean, so congrats, congrats, congrats. Like shit. I mean, seven. I. I know you started off with the the Pete Fernandez series, um, mm-hmm. which I have read almost all of them. Sorry, I think I missed the last two. You've heard them all. Yeah, um, let's say all. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't say that. You're the author. You have to be like, no, That's they're true, all yeah. different. All of them. <laughs> Your publisher's gonna get pissed, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep them happy. No, but thanks for reading any of them. Yeah. So. You know, you, you wrapped up that series for, for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, and then now we've got Secret Identity. So, you know, can, give us a little a little plot description of, of the new novel for, for our listeners. Sure. So Secret Identity is, sorry, New York sounds. Secret Identity is a crime novel set in 1975. It's about Carmen Valdez, who's a cu- queer Cuban-American woman who moves from Miami to New York to pursue her dream, to write comics. And she's a hardcore fan. Her her and her dad have this bond that comes from just reading comics together. He introduces her to the medium. There's like a cop pulling someone over outside my window. <laughs> That's what you get for living in Queens. I know, exactly. Um, (laughs) And so she takes a job at this very small comic book publisher called Triumph Comics. And her goal is, as she's the secretary to the CEO and editor-in-chief, and her goal is to kind of parlay that into a writing career. Um, But her boss basically says, look, I have a bunch of friends I have to keep paid and fed with writing assignments. And I have other plans for you. I want you to be an editor. I want you to do something else down the line. It's just not going to happen. And... um, So she's heartbroken. She's despondent. And she goes back to her apartment and kind of starts going through her old comic books and tries to reconnect with this passion. And she hears a knock on the door, and it's her one friend, this this guy Harvey, who she works with, but who does not know where she lives. And so it's kind of a surprise Mm. that he shows up at her door, and also kind of creepy. Um, Especially in the 70s. Nobody had Google. Yeah, nobody had Google. Nobody had Facebook. Um, And he explains to her that, He's gotten this assignment from from their their employer to launch the first female superhero uh, of the company, um, but he has no idea what to do. He has no concept. He knows that she loves comics too, and that she wants to write. So would she consider writing this with him together? Um, there's a there's a catch though. The only catch is that she has to do it anonymously at first. Mm. You know, his name would be the one on the book, but eventually they would reveal to her boss that she'd contributed, and and hopefully it would work out. Um, what a man claiming ownership of a woman's idea in publishing that never happened. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> yeah, um, and so she's you know Carmen is smart. She understands there's red flags everywhere, landmines all over this, but it's her dream to write comics whether you know however she can and so she agrees to do it and they um they create this character called the legendary Lynx. carmen mostly creates it because it's a product of all her ideas dating back to when she first she first thought about doing this and um it becomes a huge hit it becomes like triumph's best-selling title it's it's acclaimed but at the same time harvey her friend and her colleague is murdered and so she has to figure out what happened to this 
friend of mine who killed this friend of mine and why and nobody knows that she's written this comic so she has to figure it out to reclaim this idea that means so much to her um and interspersed in the novel are actual comic book pages drawn by sandy gerald that Which show the comic just by the way oh thanks yeah i mean sandy's so talented and so um it's kind of a meta conversation between the comics showing the Lynx character and carmen's story in the in the prose I have to say, you with this novel have managed to speak to me in a way that it's like, and again, I'm, oh, wow. only, I'm only about halfway through, but it's like you checked so many boxes. It's like, okay, well, comic book nerd, check. Yeah. Um, Cuban American, check. Cuban American from Westchester, check. Queer, <laughs> check. 1970s. Mm-hmm. I love the 70s. So it's, you know, it's just one of those. Oh, also the fact that the only way I would ever solve a murder is if it depended on me being able to get credit for something. Otherwise I would totally just leave it up to the professionals. Like I, yeah, that was a challenge too. Like what would I have to take away from this character to make her want to like risk her life? And then for me as a creator, it's like, it's gotta be something so integral. Like her idea was stolen. You know, she was willing, she understood, but I don't think she really fully understood until she sees the comic being taken away and um, like somebody else writing it or somebody else drawing it. Let me ask a question because I love, you know, up until now, I feel every time I read one of your one of your novels, probably it's because the main protagonists are Cuban-American. And so obviously I, I immediately walk in already feeling connected, right? Like I, okay. like I get this person. Also, you know, you having written it, an author always brings a little bit of themselves. So, I mean, knowing you, knowing your, you know, where you grew up and everything, I can relate to these characters almost off the bat. But in this novel compared to your Pete Fernandez series, you know, we're talking about a period piece, first of all, which mm-hmm. is very different. Um, but it's also, you know, it's a female protagonist who you've written female protagonists fantastically in the past, by the way. Oh, thanks. But, you know, she's female. She's queer. She, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's in this time period that, you know, neither you nor I was even a glimmer, right, of a thought. Right. Yeah. How, how do you get yourself into that mind frame to be able to, to write it and not have it just a character sound like okay here's just a voice and like you know like a, a a skin in Fortnite, right where you're just like just kind of swapping it out based on whatever right. you quote unquote need it to be yeah no that's a great question i think for me it was you know i knew i wanted to do a comic book mystery i knew i wanted it to be in this time and i knew i wanted it to involve character in some way but i didn't have a protagonist and so mm. when i was thinking these are all the elements of the book but who's the star and then carmen just showed up you know, in the same way that Pete just showed up. And because, and Pete was someone that, for me, it was like, I wanted to write a character like me, a Cuban-American person that had kind of had similar experiences because we never saw that. You know, when Pete, the first Pete book came out in 2013. and That long ago? You know, yeah, the first, like, edition of Silent... Yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah, like 10 God. years ago almost. Um, and there just weren't any, as many Cuban-American protagonists or Latinx protagonists in crime fiction. And so... With Carmen, she showed up like fully developed. And I was like, okay, this is who she is. Like, do I either, you know, I have to embrace that, but I also have to be true that, you know, we have a lot in common. She's Cuban American. She's from Miami. We have similarities, but we're very different. I'm a straight, straight man. She's a queer woman. She lives in a different time. Like 1975 is not 2022. Um, So I just had to kind of try and write her as genuinely as I could, but also know that I'm not it's not my story to tell. Like I, you know, it's just not my experience. So I, I had a lot of sensitivity readers. I had a lot of readers that, you know, worked in comics at the time, women that worked in comics at the time that I got to speak to and oh, kind wow. of bounce, 
yeah and bounce the story off them and just hear what can they I, thought about it as a nerd can i ask who, like who yeah okay. like people like linda fight who wrote the cat which was like marvel's first um female superhero written by a woman uh louise simonson oh, um laurie Lori Sutton, who has written a lot, but also worked at the Comics Code. She worked in Marvel Editorial. And then people that just worked in comics, but also I had sensitivity readers who had that, you know, queer female experience who could read my manuscript and say, you should tweak that, or this is a missed opportunity, or this is kind of a trope that you need to avoid. And, you know, it's one thing to say, yes, they read it. It's another thing to say, I took their notes and, and I changed the manuscript to kind of reflect what they were saying and, and listen to what they had to say. And so... In big big picture, not a lot was really changed, but tonally a lot, you know, things were changed to reflect that. And I wanted to, I wanted Carmen to feel genuine. I didn't want her to feel like just someone's idea of what that experience would be. And also I didn't try to write, you know, the definitive, like it's not my place to write the definitive queer story. Like I'm just, it's just not mine to write. It's a, but in terms of writing a mystery protagonist and, and being inclusive and bringing diversity to that space, that was the goal. And hopefully it worked. No, well, so so far it has. <laughs> yeah, dot uh, dot dot. Yeah, dot dot dot. I don't know. I'll let you know yeah. when I finish reading the book. But yeah, yeah. Um, but but I will say I love the idea of it, it's almost the way you describe it. It's almost like you and I'm not trying to blow smoke, but it's like no. I'm getting the vision of like Zeus cracking his head open and Athena just shows up fully formed. Like yeah, you know, like it, sometimes it's, characters just show up to you like that, and you have to you have to ride the wave and and really embrace it, but also be mindful that you know I want to get feedback and I want to make sure that I'm on the right track. Well, I mean. It shows, and and sometimes it's okay. funny because it's it really does come down to that, right? And I guess as you know, as Hispanic Latinos, we also understand that 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 moment when we are watching something, reading something, hearing something, and we kind of go, "Oh yes, this person is authentic." And it's something okay. it's something as simple as you know, and we joke about this all the time. But you know, when, when you're when you're you know Hispanic. Spanglish, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love how you've done it, and I love the fact that you've done it and not done a translation for it anywhere. Okay. It's just kind of like, yeah, hi, they're speaking Spanish now. Either you know Spanish yeah, or you don't, and you know what? You can go do the Google. Um, yeah, and if you don't get it, you'll figure it out. You'll like figure the it story, out. Story, you, you won't be missing a lot. And yes, do the Google. Like, look at it. Like, look up those words, and you will understand what is being said. But this is how we talk. Like, we speak in Spanish and English at the same time, and it just. You and know, there's, it, but I've, there's an authenticity yeah. to how you've done it, and okay. and, I, and I say that because, um, sorry, and I was, because when we we joke all the time that you know when people try to do Spanglish in mainstream, it always winds up being like, oh my god, the fiesta was so caliente, you know, and it's like that's <laughs> yeah. not, I don't know what that is, but oh that's not Dios. Spanglish, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like no, stop, I, thank you for trying, but no, but yeah, it's you know, not how it works. So so I think you probably applied a similar thinking right when when it came to these sensitivity readers where it's like okay i know there's just certain things that i'm never and it may not even make sense to me when i read it back quote unquote yeah but they know what i wouldn't understand right yeah, i wouldn't know they wouldn't like appear in my mind as i'm writing so i really want there was one moment when i t- was talking to one of my readers and and she said look there's a trope here there's this thing you're doing that you wouldn't understand or know that you're even doing but you're doing it so please you know this is another there's an alternative and so in the process like it changed the plot of the story but i was open to that because i wanted it to feel true you know as as genuine as i could as a straight man writing this character i could accomplish you know yeah another thing that i love about the fact with the setting is something that i've i've become a little bit more aware of as i watch again more things that are set in modern 
times. Mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays, if there was a mystery, everybody would just be like, well, let me just get my phone and figure this out. Like, let me just GPS right. it. Let me, yeah. so I, I, <laughs> let me find the person's Facebook page. Right. And we're yeah. done. Like 10 minutes in the mystery solved. Um, yeah. did you consciously set it in the seventies to kind of make it more difficult for you? You know what I mean? In the sense of like, well, I, I don't have the, to remove your, the crutch, shall we say of technology that, that could have maybe shown up in a way that you just can't in, in the 1970s. Yeah, I mean, that was just a convenient side effect. I think the 70s for me, I wanted it in that period because it was just such a different New York, but it was also a very different comic book industry. Like today, like literally there's a second Doctor Strange movie that's about to premiere. There's a Moon Knight, yeah, Moon Knight TV show. And you and I were close in age. We read comics at the same time. Like that was no, not even on the radar. Like it was cool. Like when there was a Batman movie, like we thought, okay, every year. Alex. Yeah, yeah, Doom Patrol yeah. is about to get its fourth season. Like, yeah, Peacemaker, right? A character I didn't really even know until adulthood. That I was like, oh, this is a character that exists, and now he's getting a show, and it's he was in a movie, and it's so wild. And so, the '70s to me was like an era where comics were a gig that people did, and you either were a super fan like Carmen, who just loved comics and wanted to be part of it. Or you were just a writer or artist who just did it as a job. Like you did it to pay the bills and you turned in your pages and you never thought like, oh, I'm creating a character that down the line will become a monetized media thing, like a show or a movie or a podcast or an action figure. This was before all of that and before like comic shops and before comic conventions. And it was so it's a very different moment in comics. And I wanted to show that. So people like you or even people that are casual fans are reading it and being like, wow, it's going to get so different. And to just show that contrast really was the big reason. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question that I I feel like I may know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How influenced were you with, with, with the way that you depicted the historical comic, the, the history of the comic book industry by uh, Cavalier and Clay? Because as I was reading your book, 
it gave me that vibe, that same vibe, albeit in a very different way because again, it's it's closer to my mm-hmm. age than you know when to me the thirties and forties might as well be science fiction, right? Like I just right, I can't. yeah. I, but the yeah, names no, you're tossing question. about I do know who these are. You know, you're talking about like a Marv Wolfman and I'm like, Yep, know who that is. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, Len Wein or people right. like that. Um I think for me it was a huge influence because I read it in college and I was like, wow, somebody wrote a book for me, kind of like a comic book novel. Like it it wasn't a murder mystery, but it was very much like all my favorite things. You know, I was, I love literature. I love, you know, I I was an English major. So like, it felt like everything was happening in that book. But one thing that was missing when I, or I thought was missing was I wanted to read those comics. I wanted to read the escapist comics. Like I wanted to experience them and I know eventually they did them, but at the, I wanted, that's where the kind of germ of the idea of doing comics in the novel kind of clicked for me i never thought that i would be the one to do it like i never thought i'll write a novel eventually and do it but that was kind of a cool happenstance but um yeah cavalier and clay was a huge influence and i really wanted to do it in a setting a more modern setting where it was like someone where you or and i could kind of know these creators a little more yeah see i knew the i knew the answer to the question yeah, yeah, I just, you got it you I nailed gotta, it <laughs> i gotta ask it it's sometimes you yeah. just gotta ask it um you know another question that i that i gotta ask is you know I, just piggybacking off what you were just saying where you wanted to intersperse the 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 actual links series into the novel mm-hmm. is there any you know possibility of the links living outside the novel because quite frankly sir you wet my appetite for it <laughs> and i i blame you frankly for for that like i, well, I we're gonna I, do it Oh, okay, great, great. Because- yeah, 100%. We're going to do it, and but we're going to do it in such a meta way. Like, when you read those comics, it's not going to be like, ta-da, Alex is writing a Lynx comic. It's going to be like, these are the lost Lynx comics okay. that Carmen are being collected. For- Carmen wrote them, or like, Carmen wrote the one, you know, she wrote them all. We know she wrote them, but um, um, it'll be something that's very much tongue, not tongue-in-cheek. I hate to say that because that makes it seem like it's a joke. Like, very much in-world meta, like, leaning into that. And Sandy's going to draw it, and... We're going to treat it like it's a comic from the 70s and it'll have like an academic approach like we actually have an actual comic book not actual i'm an actual comic book writer but someone <laughs> from that era is going to write the intro and say wow the Lynx comics really influenced my comics and it's just going to be like really like we're going to we're going to play it you've just made me kind of you just made yeah. me very happy sir like like Good, legit. Yeah. because you're you, number one i love the fact that it's going to exist but i also love that you guys are leaning into the curve yeah, we want to will this into existence. Like, I want it to be so meta that, like, people are going to read it and be like, is this real? Like, is this real, a real comic that existed in 1975? <laughs> Did I miss something somewhere? No, because like... that's, like, I love stuff like that. I love meta stuff. What I loved about Cavalier and Clay is that the story wove through history. And what I love about Secret Identity, and I know I wrote it, but what I love is that I wanted it to feel, like, the sense of verisimilitude, like it's actually happened. Like, you mm-hmm. want to treat it with such care and thought that it actually may have happened, you know? Yeah, well, it feels that way in the sense that you and you've been living in New York for a while now, but mm-hmm. you had you obviously again did not live in 1970s New York, right? right. But <laughs> I wasn't even I didn't exist, yeah, no, at all. But it still feels like I know people often say that, like you know, oh, New York feels like a character, but it does feel like you've written about it in a in a realistic way, where I think maybe the fact that you've lived there for so many years now, you've been able to overlay, like, okay this is my experience, but what would this have been like back then? You know, I've walked down this street, but what did the street look like back then? Not just writing from afar. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I really wanted it to feel, 
you know, lived in in like a New York of a different time, like not the New York of today. And I I know New York now to some degree, but I had to do the research. I had to kind of see what was it like, and not just like, oh, is this street here? And is this where that restaurant was? But like, you know, reading books about New York, reading books about the music scene in New York, which plays a big part in the story in some way. Wouldn't be an the, Alex Segura novel. If no, yeah, there's got to be music. Come yeah, on. There's got to be music. Yeah. And also, but also like a sense of like, this is a lost New York, like a New York that's you know, uh, financially in ruin, the crime rates are high, but not just like those broad stroke stuff. Like what was it like for, for someone like Carmen to come into New York and experience the city at that time? So I had to try and really make that land. No. And that's what I mean. Cause it's not like you're just writing about it from the sense of, well, it's the crime city, you know, like, right. like yeah. anybody Fear can city. do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, people who can't write can do that, but mm-hmm. you, you really are taking the time to, again, it sounds so cliche to say, you know, treat New York as a character. Right. But you, you are in, in, in the most respectful, non-hacky way. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you just don't want it to be set somewhere and then just kind of miss that opportunity. So I really wanted to make sure that New York felt alive and without, in a, without making it feel cliche or hackneyed, like, you know, like I didn't want it to feel like, Oh, this, is just someone's idea of New York. I wanted it to be like, this is the New York that based on my research and based on the people I spoke to, like this is what it was like to work in comics at that time. Yeah. And you would know because you've been working in comics for how many years now? It's, I mean, off since like 1998, basically. That's kind of that's <laughs> like in some minute. form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you counting it's your time at, at Newsrama or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. From the moment I became like someone that cashed a check to okay. work or write about comics. Yeah, that's since 98, I guess. All right. And you are now in the process of your creator own title, um, which was part of a Kickstarter initiative. It's called. Yeah, yeah. And I should know the name of it because I actually did donate to the Kickstarter. It's oh, called uh, the is it called Dusk, right? The dusk, yeah, the dusk, and yeah. Uh, we're almost, I mean, every day I see, like, new art coming in, and we're so close to finishing it up and kind of putting it together for people who've been so patient. It'll be almost a year that we've been kind of producing this book, but um, for me, it was like, it's kind of like my take on what a modern Batman would be, but a comic that I could hand to my son and say, this is a comic book superhero without, like, the super mega violence, but, you know, what? how could someone be a superhero and choose not to be, like, this... Not that Batman's like uh, a cop, but like this kind of like be a hero without having to punch and 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 beat the criminals up. Like there's bigger, more thoughtful ways to approach being a vigilante or crime fighter, and and that's what we try to do with the idea that it's it's a comic book that hopefully all ages can experience. You know, it sounds a little just from what you're describing, and even from some of the visuals, the initial visuals that I saw, it sounds a little like you're you're skewing toward people who love the Batman animated series. 100 percent yeah i mean that that's that all ages but not not yeah like the kind of i mean i still watch that cartoon now and i watch it and i pull things out of it that i didn't get as a kid and so it's the kind of thing i could watch with my son and hopefully find entertaining like on a basic level it's like oh cool it's a superhero a car cartoon or comic but on a bigger level it's like these are just great stories yeah and when can we expect uh the dusk to Soon in a couple months to, to emerge into the light. Yeah, shall yeah, we say. yeah, yeah. I mean, people should be getting those collection, the the trade, the collection, our graphic novel, and hopefully in a couple months. Nice. Okay, so I'll just I'll keep an eye out for that one. I'll, I'll yeah, you know. it'll be in the mail, so we'll let you know obviously when it's coming. But yeah, yeah. You know what though? I, in some weird way, I actually just almost don't even want to check at this point. I just want to be surprised. surprised. Yeah, because yeah. I'm I, like I don't get packages in the mail that often, so it'd just be nice to one day open it up and be like, it's here, like a little here yeah, on Christmas, yeah, you know. Oh, good. Yeah, hopefully yeah, before yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but you know, like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Now, you're also working with NPR. 
yeah on, this is so another crazy project, yeah. right like yeah so i was a guest of planet planet money is a podcast it's npr's business mm-hmm. podcast and um basically what they do is they immerse themselves in something so people can learn how it comes together it's kind of and with a business slant and one of the things they wanted to do was can we buy a comic book character because obviously comic book characters are a huge thing and they wanted to do something where they interviewed different executives at different publishing companies and asked them can we buy this character and i was co-president at archie at the time and i basically said look no one's going to sell you a character like there's just so much financial upside to these characters you're one good story away from like a billion dollar industry like you know like who who would have thought like rocket raccoon would be such a huge thing or like and now it's ip galore like (laughs) right it's ips everywhere and so they find they hit a wall no one sold them a character and they said well we'll we'll pull a character out of the public domain rework it and make it npr superhero and they found this character called microface which is such a weird name right Micro, it's like an audio microface like like little face a little face like yeah. Pequeña? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Pequeña. Okay. like um and when they told me this i was like that's an unfortunate name <laughs> but we can make it work you know anybody can make something work and so they asked me would you write the comic and i said okay and we got jerry ordway like legendary jerry ordway to redesign the character Are jerry you who's done me with this no yeah no for real he's done superman he's done the batman movie adaptation comic like the original keaton batman um all-star squadron infinity inc um and he redesigned the character for us and then jamal eigel who's an amazing another artist, phenomenal artist another rock star did the interiors he's done supergirl you know molly danger that, that, that was know. his uh, creator owned right molly danger mm-hmm. yeah he's done a bunch of stuff like just a superstar and he did the interiors and basically what it is it's the story of this cuban-american journalist npr uh reporter who discovers that his grandfather was the original microface and he discovers that someone is praying a private equity firm is preying on these small companies for some reason and you figure out that there's a there's a secret path for why they're doing it i don't want to spoil the whole comic of course but, um it's a legacy hero so we got to do a legacy hero which was so cool jerry ordway redesigning it jamal eigel doing the interiors and it's a love letter to like you know that's like legacy dc heroes but also with a business pov because it's planet money and so npr is selling it on their shop it's crazy so it's already <laughs> it's already live and yeah it's done it's, available, yeah, you can like... buy it on the mm-hmm. you can just do do npr.org slash microface and you will be able to buy the comic and get the covers okay so is this like I, i'm i'm beyond intrigued right now like the fact that they how did how did you get involved in this i think it's been my first question because it's i mean they they interviewed me for the podcast and i knew the host is a, a friend of mine and he was like well now we want to put a comic together they knew I wrote as well in addition to being like a comic publishing executive they knew I wrote comics as well and they said could you help us put this together and I said sure I'm happy and I came up with the idea the the guy's name Sam Salazar is the name of the character like you know to homage to like those like of course the alliterations yeah Yeah, like the alliteration of Lex Luthor's Lois Lane's yeah yeah it's a legacy hero yeah exactly so yeah and that's how it came together they just wanted it to also be a business comic book so it's not it's not a boring businessy thing but it's like business is an element okay i was gonna say so what does that mean like he sets up a 401k at one point like it's <laughs> there's a villain one of the villains is called the corporal corporal raider you know like so there's like little there's a lot of like this would be like really tongue-in-cheek stuff but he's also investigating like a very duplicitous private equity firm and um it all leads him to take on the mantle of microface which is kind of fun it was a fun it was like a puzzle basically to try and solve because you almost had to retro retrofit 
the... yeah, you kind of have to think about like how can I get these businessy elements into it, but also tie into the tropes of legacy superheroes, but also make it fun and make it new and public domain and things like that. So it was. I'm really proud of it. I think people get a kick out of it. It it doesn't bog you down in like business speak. It's okay. it's it's fun. Yeah. Well, is it so? Is it is it like a one off, like a graphic novel, or is it a series? Or I hope we can do more. I hope we're trying to. I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out a way we can do more. All right. Well, we'll may see. I suggest in the second one, he should tell us all how to set up an IRA. Uh, yeah. That's. I have <laughs> exactly. no clue how that works. But it depends. Um, maybe the maybe the villain is Roth IRA or something. It, yeah, you Roth know. IRA. You know, it could be yeah. the launderer. Um, yeah. He's a money launderer. <laughs> you know, embezzler. Embezzler. Yeah. He just has a coin wash. Aquí en la ocho. It's it works. <laughs> see, exactly. Yeah. See, this yeah. is take the ideas, Alex. These are yeah. these are gold. No I guarantee charge. you. I guarantee you. These will be on Univision soon enough. Um, awesome. <laughs> you never know, Alex. I I. You know, I I understand now why the dusk was a little delayed because man, when the hell do you sleep, sir? Like I don't. It's, yeah, I mean it's a lot of work. You also, and, you have, and you have two kids, so like literally do. you don't sleep. I know you don't because it's <laughs> you've got kids. Yeah, no, I mean it's like, but this is the dream, you know, kind of writing stories, and this is what I've always wanted to do. So it's like it's not it doesn't feel like work that much of the time. Like it's really like amazing, a blessing. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone? I know that's such a like hacky question, but like. You really are living your dream. I mean, think about it. You know, you're you're yeah. you're, you're getting to write. You're also working in comics. You're you're working at Oni Press now. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, how? What advice would you give someone who says it seems so unattainable? I would say, yeah, if you want to do something, don't treat it like a hobby. Treat it like a job from the get go. Like okay. pursue it diligently. Like finish your work and yeah, dedicate the time you would. Like, there's a lot of stuff I would. I used to do when I was in my 20s or a teenager that I don't do anymore, like play video games. I don't watch as much TV as I used to. It's just, but it's like, it's a sacrifice for something that you love. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you sacrificed for something you love because it has churned out some insane content. I mean, we haven't even talked about oh, the fact thanks that for the support. I haven't even talked about the fact that you wrote comics starring like the B-52s and, and, and Kiss. And <laughs> well, I'll come like, back again. I, I'll I be mean, like a triple threat. Dude, you, on it, I know you're hopefully going to be down here for the book fair later this year. Mm-hmm. I know when you come down to Miami, you're always ridiculously busy because... I know how it is when you don't live where you're from when you come home everybody yeah, wants you to see your family and, and your friends yeah. yeah but i i genuinely hope that we can at least you know run into each other at the book fair um for sure when you come down but dude i love talking to you and i love every Likewise. time every time that i see you've done something new and it just i'm not again i'm not blowing smoke up your ass just because you're here i am literally telling you i am so proud of you like there's oh, thanks man i mean we grew up together so you we've known each other forever so it's an honor it's... to be here on this amazing podcast and see how you guys are doing and yeah thanks for having me no man thank you and will we get a secret identity too again i haven't read the end so i don't know if she's set up or i don't know if she, I'm she kills everybody at the end sort of, <laughs> sort of sequel yeah so yeah yeah it'll be set in the modern day though oh okay so we get to to age along with carmen well, there'll be a new protagonist, maybe. but Carmen will be part of it. Yeah, I was maybe. Like, maybe she survives have, the book that you're I have, reading. I haven't finished the book yet. Maybe it <laughs> yeah. ends with her just taking out a city block. We don't know. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Oye, cuídate. Un All abrazo. Right, man, like, always love talking to you and can't wait to Likewise. finish the book. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like? 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.